right, and welcome to Unclever. Glad to have you guys with us today. Hey, today we have another special guest in the studio, uh, and we're going to be discussing something that could be contentious for some. Uh, not for me. I think it's pretty open and shut, but um, could be contentious for some of these guys. But, you know, we had a few people. Well, first off, let me introduce our guests. Joining us today is our good friend, Mr. Cameron Soulsby. So, there he is. All right. There he is. Hold on. I'll give you, well, I don't know which sound effect is which. I, I lose track of my sound effects. That ain't Mr. Cameron Soulsby. Not. There we go. All right. I thought I had an applause there somewhere, but I guess I just deleted it at some point. I played you every sound effect. Let's go. All right. So uh, Cam's joining us today. Uh, we're going to be discussing. Let me let me just say that when we we mentioned this on another a podcast, which one was it? Do y'all remember? Tom Hanks' best five movies. He remembers. Got, he's on it today. I'm ready for it. I've been sitting on it since this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because when you heard it, you... You caught fire. Yep. All right. And you're not the only one. You're not the only one. By the way, we had, I I had at least three different individuals, not including you. So four, because you were talking to Varden about this, but I had three other individuals say to me, hey, when you do the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, I have to be the guest. (laughs) But who's sitting in the seat? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so to all you others who said that, hey, just just know this. Varden set this up. <laughs> just I'll wear that. I'll wear that. <laughs> no, but I will say this. I will say this. I feel confident about our choice of guest on this topic now because Cam shows up with a with a belt. With a belt. A legitimate belt, too. Wait, is that... That's not an intercontinental championship, is it? That is the old. <laughs> <laughs> that is the old WWE championship belt that John Cena actually introduced when he won. I don't know which title it was, or like when he won it, but he changed the belt to that one. It's called the Spinner Belt, and the spins sp- in the middle. <laughs> he's he's ready to go. <laughs> he's locked in. Did you buy that belt just for this podcast? I did not. Okay. I've had this belt since I was eight years old. He's in there wow. cooking breakfast. Got that about. belt on. Was it at a live event in Birmingham, Alabama? Did you really? Mm-hmm. How much does that thing cost when you? Okay, I got. On? Yeah, I got to know. Yeah, I mean, it didn't cost me anything. Well, I, I'm not asking you. Have, <laughs> oh yeah, you cried until you got. It. <laughs> That's right. Oh wow. How much? How much it? did it cost me? Do, do you have any idea? That was four hundred dollars. Oh, holy Whoa! moly! Holy moly! That's why he's on the pod. Yeah. He cried until he got. It. <laughs> How much could belt. you get for that now? Yeah, I honestly don't know. I bet I if you went to a live event now, I wonder if they still do. They still sell those? I don't think so because this is like they've changed that's, that's about like three or four baby, times. Bro, you're sitting on a gold mine. I am. If I, I ever got this thing signed, it would be over. I could sell it for. Can I hold it? Yeah, absolutely. Can I hold it right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just want. Oh, you can hear it rattle. Oh wow, y'all, it's legit. It's legit. It's got some weight to it. Like, if I put this around my waist, I'd fall over frontwards. And it really does spin. Listen. <laughs> That's it. so Pass, pass it around. Yeah. That's, you feel the weight of that thing? Oh, my gosh. That It's I've legit. Always, I've it's always like, been curious about, like, why this design? Why? <laughs> We're going to make a championship belt, and they went with this. I can't imagine anything else. I can't either, but it's like. This is like a giant's watch. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> Another it is unique massive. thing. Yeah, it tell us. Is 
they actually don't put the buttons or buckles on here anymore because it's too hard. It was too hard for wrestlers to get it on when they got in the ring to like show it off. So they actually do Velcro now, so it's easier just to unstrap. Yeah, that's got to be some strong Velcro because how much does that weigh? I would have got a weight on it, but that's not a couple kilos. But that one's not Velcro. That one's no. This is buckles. This is how they used to have it. Yeah, that's like legit. Dude, there's no telling how much he could sell that thing for. <laughs> you might could sell that and uh, be the first ever sponsor of Unclever. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, that's legit, man. That's legit. Uh, do you wear that around the house sometimes? I would. <laughs> I definitely took it to the pay per view I went to this year. <laughs> <laughs> you went to a, a, an event this year? Yes, I went to one in August. It was uh, SummerSlam. Where? Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, this went next level. How, how many compliments did you get on the belt? Yeah, that's what I was curious of. Honestly, not a lot because a lot of fans have it. Really? There's so many fans that come around that just have belts. And, like, you know, that's that's an older one. They've had yeah. three or four new custom ones before, since this one, and everybody has them. Yeah, but I bet most of the people who have that belt, I bet most of them are, like, my age. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, or older. So you're going to need to get it signed if you want to make money for sure. 300 bucks on eBay. All Used. Day. Yeah, all day. Mm. Mm. 269. It's the same one. Do you wear it around the house? I don't. <laughs> I don't. It, not ever? No. I mean, when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Or every Monday when Raw came on at 7 o'clock. But you're a newlywed. I am, and she thinks it's very cringy that I have that belt. So, Well, when I was a newlywed, I'll just say that when my wife would come home, if I got home before her, she would find me just wearing that belt sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Shirtless. <Yeah. laughs> Shirtless wearing that belt. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> Keep moving. Um, I don't want to get any other images in my head. So, yeah. What what we was going to discuss here today, other than just uh, general wrestling conversation, which I'll be honest with you guys, I was a I was a big wrestling fan when I was um, a child, like when I was, um, uh, you know, seven to twelve, seven to eleven, whatever, somewhere in that, and then I kind of lost interest. Is it acceptable for a grown man to be a wrestling fan? First off. <laughs> <laughs> What a confrontational question. <laughs> uh no, they I um but when we got we got to talking about this, the the Mount Rushmore, like the greatest of all time. What is what is the and I think we're gonna have to have some more Mount Rushmore podcast. I agree. Around other things. I agree. So we need to be thinking about that because we need to before we end this podcast, we need to say what our next one is. I'm in on that. Do y'all have any ideas just right off? Not yet. Me either. Okay. Was at, the, at, the, at the end. <clears throat> so, um, well, yeah, what, what do you say to that? What do you say to somebody? that Do you still you, – so you, you just went to an event. When did you say that? Was it August? August. So you still watch. They are on Monday and Friday, and I watch it Monday and Friday. <laughs> and if I don't get to watch it, I find it on YouTube to find the reels, like the highlight reels from the night. What do you say to somebody that says – why do you watch that? You know it's fake. It's not fake. It's it's still real. <laughs> it's still real. <laughs> if, I can, if I can see it, it's real to me. That's right. It's your soap opera. 
No, but my my question is somebody who has zero interest in it is what is the draw? There you go. Well, it's changed a lot recently because you get people that are getting more athletic and they can actually do moves that are from the ropes off the top or maybe they're just creating by jumping outside the ring over the ropes. Just there's a lot of creativity to it that wasn't mm-hmm. in earlier right. uh, WWE. But um, so I so saw you some- watch parkour videos. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> so I did what uh, I, I I'm trying to remember when this was. Maybe a year or so ago, I walked in one night and, and my son was watching. He was watching, you know, some wrestling or whatever. And I saw he's. I don't remember. It may not have been him. Maybe been like a friend that was over at the house, and they were anyway. And I saw like a finish move, and it was kind of impressive. I don't even remember who it was. Okay, so that's it. But. I will say one of the one of the like eye opening moments for me as like even a young kid was like that finish move should have been way more violent than what it was. Yeah. That yeah, some of those moves could legit kill somebody. Huh? <laughs> if they were like if you actually landed. actually executed. Yeah. But then but what I'm saying though is you would see one and you would be like, but I'd just sit up after that. Yeah. yeah. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me. Right. And so that always bothered me. Like, finish moves should be way more violent yeah. than what they are. I can, anyway. I can see the appeal of it. Like, it's not it's not my thing, but I can make sense of it in my head. Because I think there are a lot of people out there that watch it. Like, it is, like, super popular uh, with a lot of... Oh, it's <laughs> not going anywhere. I mean, no. There's, there's and, always been a fan base as long as it's been around. And I think it's like a combination of, like, you were talking about, you get to see, you know, athleticism, whatever. But then it's also the story element. It is. Like, people... I don't even think people worry about realism versus not it's just right. it's like following something else like it's just storylines right um i can see the appeal of it again it's not my thing but i can make sense of it it's just like a version of a cartoon that you can watch for your entire life maybe like something you can be a fan of i don't know it's like, like common common com, uh combining athletics with just like storytelling, entertainment, yeah, mm-hmm. which is like that—that's their their whole thing. Right? So, that's like the Harlem Globetrotters, Savannah Bananas, dude, Savannah Bananas—it's a good time. Okay, have you been? No, I've watched a lot it, of videos. Yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> I'd like to go. I like the uh, the video with the umpire starts. Oh dancing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But I, yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Do you feel attacked, Cam? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that I, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's just I've never like it's just I've never gotten it. You know what I'm saying? It's never appealed to me. Yeah. Uh they actually, you know, f- ever since WWE was founded, it was Vince McMahon and now he's no longer in charge of it. Like Oh yeah, that's recent. Yeah. And now it's this Triple H thing where Does that bother you? No, it's actually great in my opinion. Okay, I want to hear this from a wrestling fan. Because Vince cut a lot of people that were really great wrestlers. Like, in-ring performers were really great. Maybe they just didn't cut a good promo on the mic. Something hindered them. So Vince would cut them, and then they go join these other companies and grow, like AEW. You. You're saying Vince would cut them because of their their the entertainment aspect of their game, essentially. Yes. but Where... Whereas, what's his real name? Who? Triple H. You, was, what does Triple Paul H stand well, Yeah, that's his real I know name. What does Triple H stand for? Uh, I know that's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, yes. he, he had the right name. 
Olivec. Okay. So I wonder what I wonder if they call each other by their real names. I don't think they're supposed to, not in in ring. <clears throat> so uh but he'll recognize like because he's been wrestling so long, he'll recognize like man, this guy's got in-ring skills or this girl or whatever. They got in-ring skills, and so they'll learn the entertainment aspect of it. Yeah, you can always learn how to make a promo. Even the champion right now, Roman Reigns, isn't a very good promo guy when he first got onto the scene. Yeah, Now he's one of the best, and he's had the title for two years and hadn't been pinned in over 1,000 days. So 1,000 days. That's math. <laughs> you can always learn the promo. But, <laughs> oh man. But you said that like like I would say John John Jones is the goat. Like he's never really lost in the octagon. You know what I mean? You said that the same way with the same kind of passion behind it. I respect that. Isn't there like a, a development school in Florida now? Yes. Yeah. That's what the the NXT. That's another version of the yeah. WWE. Now I did watch that movie. Fighting with my family. Oh, okay. Was I haven't that, seen that one. You haven't? Nuh-uh. Oh, man. Well, I need to, it's about uh, Paige. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like her whole story. But I don't know how I wanted to. I want somebody who's a wrestling fan who knows, like, when she came along and was involved and all that. I want somebody that knows all that to watch it and then tell me how accurate it is. Because the movie's good. Hmm. Like, it's entertaining. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you got to watch. Y'all got to watch it. Check it out. It's pretty good. It's the the... The girl who plays, um, the girl who plays Paige in the movie is the girl who plays uh, Black Widow's sister. Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah, she's the main character. What's her name? I forget. Florence Pugh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. She plays. So she made that like a year or two before she made the Black Widow movie. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty good. It's on. Some sort of streaming. I I remember I watched it on Netflix or Hulu or something. Amazon. I don't know. ESPN Plus. Whatever. Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. <laughs> no. So, thinking about Mount. Wait. First off, how old are you? I'm 21. Man, we getting some young guests, yeah, don't man. we? Yeah. It's because we're hip. No, I'm not sure this is legal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, so. Man, that th- now this bothers me a little bit because it makes me feel like you're not going to be sympathetic to like my guys. I think you're going to be surprised. Really? I think you're going to be surprised with this guy. Really? The only one I think I'll have controversy with is Hulk Hogan. Um, I just do we do we just need to get into it? So here's the thing. I know we're going to be all over the place on this. I know when we say who's the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling because I have. What determines a good wrestler, right? Yeah. What determines that? What determines the goats? Because you you could make an argument for a lot of different angles. So it depends on the angle that you're coming at that. So I will concede that. Like for a wrestling fan, I think the goats are going to be very different than from your common person on the street. Y'all agree? I don't know. I think there are three for me that I'm just – it's an absolute lock. Put them on Goat Mountain right now. And, well, and it's objective, not subjective. For, okay. Wow. <laughs> but you got to think about it, though, because for some people, when you say, okay, the goats, like who, the, the Mount Rushmore, is it because of their prowess 
in the ring and cutting a promo, the combination of the two. Or, so from my perspective, what makes someone the GOAT is they transcend what it is that they do. In other words, you walk up to someone on the street and you say their name and it matters not if they've ever seen wrestling. They still know who that person is. That gets you a ticket to GOAT mountain for me. That is? Yeah, I mean, because wrestling's entertainment, right? And entertainment, I mean, the goal is to hey, entertain people, but they're going to they're gonna be known outside of just wrestling circles, m- yeah. more than just technical ability. And to me, to me, there are only two that 100% fit that bill. Like, that you would not find a person, definitely in the United States, that would not know who these two people are. So that that's me. And then my other two, I feel like they're debatable, but I have but I have takes. I, so I like that we have two we'll call you and I casuals. I think Cameron is an expert here. Okay. And then we've got Todd over here that can no be idea. our he can be our t- have you heard of this guy, Todd? Nah. So Todd <laughs> Todd, Todd, to Todd is that. our this yeah. isn't my area, but I may know who this person yeah. is. He's our gauge. Yes. Okay. So I like I like the setup we have here. Cameron, what's like give me your criteria for ticket to Goat Mountain? I think it is someone that is all around in ring, whether it's in ring skill, promo. I think longevity also has something to do with it as much as the wrestling game has changed. Amen. Um and then to me, like I said, longevity, it's when your music hits, nobody in the arena like everybody knows who you are when that music hits. And it could be somebody that's 60 years old and somebody that's eight years old. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. Come on. Because, like, I've got two that are from the 90s that everybody in sports entertainment's going to know. Mm. But that's what makes them so good is people that, I like, I wasn't even born yet when some of these were in their prime. And wow. I know who they are. Man, I like that. Yeah. That fires me up. <laughs> I, before we get into it, before we get into it, is there anything You just better? went up a notch. <laughs> is there anything better in sports or entertainment than the walk-in when the music hits? Oh, no. I don't think there's anything. I, I don't think there is. I mean, it's it's essentially when, when, when that guy, when his music hits and that arena goes nuts, it's, it's about as close as you get to a Ray Lewis walkout. You know you, what I'm saying? You could offer me a Super Bowl ring. An NBA championship ring or one walkthrough in the arena when my music hits, 100,000 going crazy, give me the music every yeah. time. And not to name drop early here, but like one in like the late 90s, early 2000s of when that glass shatters and Stone Cold's music Absolutely. comes on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, that place goes right. berserk. And I it s- still does. <laughs> I say we get into it then. All right. Who's going first? I, I'm good. I'll go first or last. I don't care. We'll go you, me, and we'll let we'll let, we'll let the expert. Yeah, we'll, we'll let the expert. Hey, poke expert. holes in ours if if you're like no chance this guy should be on there. <laughs> All right, so I've here here are my here are my two, and 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 one thing that I had I actually not considered until we just started talking was their intro music. I had actually, I mean, I had sort of, but really, what I was thinking about it more from is through the lens of. Do they transcend the sport? And the two that I feel like transcend the sport above all, just because because of their longevity and people just know who they are, is Hulk Hogan 
and The Rock. I can't Silence. argue with those two. Two, they're both on mine too. I know who those people are. Let's go. Yes, let's go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. So that just passed the criteria. Okay. So here's where it gets dicey for me. Okay. Is after that, from a longevity standpoint, and also too, um, I think notoriety outside of the company. I think Undertaker belongs on that on that Mount Rushmore. You know who the Undertaker? Yeah, I know Undertaker. Three for three so far with a with a total novice over here. Okay, and then four comes out. There's some bells ringing, right? Yeah, sort of like the sort of like the Hell's Bells top. Yes, like like a third down in Bryant Denny. That's it. That's right. That's it right there. I made me and my dad leave a Friday Night Smackdown because I got terrified of his music when he <laughs> 15 minutes into the show when we left because I was so terrified of this. <laughs> I'll say you know it's legit. <laughs> oh, wow. i tell you what, Undertaker, it, Undertaker to a small child, especially, and it, but I will say small this. Small child, the dude, just scary looking. <laughs> but in the, back if in the day. he here right now, dressed up like that. Back in the day when he was, when he first came on the scene, he was very dark. Yeah. Very dark. It was like his, I mean, I know he did the whole like eyes roll back all the time, but for the longest it was like, and the Paul Bear that was yeah. with him, mm-hmm. oh my word, man, that was freaky right there. I, the I think I think I read at one point that that kind of took a mental toll on that guy being so dark. I've also Just heard so that long. he's like the, f- on the Undertaker? Friend. Yeah. I believe it. You mean Mark Carraway? Yeah. <laughs> they say he's like one of the friendliest Seriously, guys I think I read something roster. about that. Or used to be. Like, people loved him. Who? The guy that does The Undertaker. Taker? Yeah. Yeah, man. He's the, he's the man. He's the GOAT to me. I mean, amongst the wrestlers, mm-hmm. I bet if you if you ask wrestlers, I bet they would, I bet to a person, almost every one of them would say Taker's the GOAT. You agree? Oh, I think that's a hot take. You think, I think so? that's a hot take. I know a lot of them say Shawn Michaels. Really? Mm-hmm. They'll say in-ring, Sweet ring music. Per- in-ring performer, Michaels is one of the best. Yes. Yeah. He. I don't agree with either one of those. But <laughs> wow, um, yeah, Shawn Michaels, uh, he was an entertainer. Yes, he was an entertainer for sure. Uh, so I've got Hogan, The Rock, Undertaker, and then my fourth spot is a toss-up. Okay, he, it's not a, it's he's not in the conversation for Rushmore, but I have a very soft spot for Andre the Giant. Okay. Because I feel like, uh, have you ever watched the documentary? Yes, it's fantastic. No, fantastic. Todd, you should watch it. Even even if you don't care anything about yeah. wrestling, it's just an interesting human being. Yeah, y'all know who is a uh, who is a rabid, uh, I would say, vintage wrestling fan here. At, that's in that we all know. Who Brownie Hill? That's right. You know how many conversations we've had? Her favorite is Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage. That's right. Who, oh, yeah. Who doesn't belong on anybody's Mount Rushmore, unfortunately. That's true. That one's going to get me. <laughs> that one's going to get me some dirty looks right there. But I just got to say it. I've got a lot of respect for Macho Man. He would he would be on the Rushmore of, like, memorable commercials done. Yeah. By Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget that. No, you don't. So I've got Hogan, The Rock, Undertaker. Have a v- very, very, very soft spot for Andre the Giant, and uh, I do. I feel like he was very much underappreciated. 
You need to have, have you seen the documentary? I have not. You should watch it. You got to watch the documentary. Okay, I'll give it a watch. The um but the two the two spots and one of these I even I feel bad even putting in the conversation because I'm not a fan of his because he is so much later to the game, but he definitely has transcended wrestling. Wrestling. No, you said it right the first time. Yeah, All right. wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. But the first one would be Stone Cold and the second, John Cena. Because I feel like those two qualify based on what I say are qualifiers to put you on Rushmore. If you twist my arm because of the era that I'm from, I'm going to say Stone Cold. So my that would make my that would make my my Mount Rushmore Hogan, The Rock, Undertaker, Stone Cold. So I'm going to give mine, and then I'm going to let Cameron get on his soapbox here and let him go. <laughs> She's going to let him eat. I actually have the exact same four that Blake has. Boom! But my wow. th- my my three absolute locks for me were Hogan, Stone Cold, and The Rock, and then the other. Like, I was leaning Undertaker the whole time, and I was considering other people, but I just felt like I had to go with Undertaker. But the other three for me are an absolute lock. Yeah. Who is – did you have anybody else even in consideration? I mean, I thought about John Cena. Um, I thought about Ric Flair. Ric Flair was yeah. in my other, – other than Cena, I considered Flair. Yeah. Uh, that, that – I mean, really, for a, for a – the four? Yeah. Um, the Undertaker's just been around so long. I don't. Yeah. I stopped watching it probably after elementary school. Yeah, but I know that he like continued to do it for so long. Yeah, I I have a soft spot as well for Breath of Hitman Heart. Um, I like Shawn Michaels too. Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so many that you have to could, like choose from. It's hard. All right, let us have it. You ready? Yeah, go for it. So I've got I've got Stone Cold. Okay, I've got The Rock. Yeah. I've got Cena. Okay. The the fourth spot, like we've all said, is a toss-up because I also have Michaels, Flair, Hogan, but I think you have to appreciate how big WWE got when Hulk, Hulk Hogan came on the, on the scene. When oh. he picked up Andre the Giant. WWF. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> At WrestleMania. Yeah. See, I had Undertaker, and one of the most impressing things about Undertaker was his WrestleMania streak, right? Where he was 21-0. But then he goes to face Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I was there, and he lost. And when I tell you there wasn't, like, the air was out of the arena when he lost. It was unreal. Unlike anything I've ever experienced at a WWE. Did you hear event. that? Gam said, I was there. I was there. I was there. <laughs> He's like Aslan on uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Don't, don't talk to me about the law, which I was there when it was written. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Undertaker, because of that moment, like, no go for you? Well, it's not just because he lost, but that was, like, one of the things that made him the most, like, impressive that was, like, I'm, I've never lost at WrestleMania. That's yeah. their biggest pay-per-view of all. And he got to twenty one and zero, and you got a guy that doesn't really wrestle that much. Beat him. He comes in and out. You know he'll wrestle one time, leave for four months, come back, wrestle again for the title, and he only wrestles for the title. He'll never come back as like a mid card guy. Yeah. So that to me, I was more upset that the WWE let him lose, but but I think that the Undertaker isn't on it because of that was his most impressive thing. And then he ended up losing again to Roman Reigns at, like, WrestleMania 33, 32. So just the whole thing that you let it carry out for 21 years, 
and I know we've been talking about longevity, but like you let it die. Like nothing, it means nothing now. That say I'm 21 and two at WrestleMania. Mm. That's not his fault. Yeah. No, it's not. Come on, man. So, so you got <laughs> you got you got um, you got The Rock, Stone Cold, Cena, and Hogan. So yours is exactly the same as ours, except we've got Taker and you've got Cena. Yeah, y'all y'all are sleeping on Cena. Y'all are sleeping. I, on I Cena. mentioned him though. I mentioned him. I mean, I this to, is a 16-time world heavyweight champion. I need to hear the case. <laughs> Give me the John Cena case. 16-time world heavyweight champion, right? Great promo guy. One of the greatest guys These to ever get a promo. These stats mean nothing to me. Does this stat mean <laughs> anything to you? Great in jean shorts. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, I will say that he he is um, he's the closest thing we've seen to The Rock since The Rock, for sure. In terms of like his his transcendedness in in the fact that the guy he really is a very good actor if, and, yeah. both in Fast and Furious by the way <laughs> I I got zero for one? Fast and Furious zero no just a franchise yeah I don't I've I've never watched a Fast and Furious movie from beginning to end that's why I don't respect any wow. movie opinions <laughs> not a no single. wonder your Tom Hanks list was terrible <laughs> not, a, not a single one how about that that's an accomplishment isn't it. The worst ride at Universal Studios is the Fast and Furious ride. False. <laughs> False. How did they make that ride and not be good? The Seuss train is better than Fast and Furious. Bro, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, so you're not going to change it. <laughs> oh. Cameron, give, give me some more John Cena. So another thing that I think puts Cena over so many guys is late in his career, he took a mid-card title, the U.S. title, Every Monday, he would come out, and he would lay down an open challenge, right? And I know that, you know, it's what's supposed to happen. But <laughs> what it did was it introduced new talent, like when AJ Styles first got in the WWE from TNA. There's the first name I've never heard right there. AJ Styles? AJ Styles. Never heard that name. 2016. I don't, I don't know who he is. I mean, I've heard the name, but I don't know who he is. Introduced guys like Sami Zayn from NXT that we talked about earlier where Number we were two. trying to evel- <laughs> or elevate – Nothing. And he took a he took a mid card title, and it made it mean something. Where I don't think any of these other wrestlers late in their career would have done that. Mm. So he was like making careers for other people. He was. He's a company he was, man. Is what you're saying? Yeah. He, he, was. he he's trying to push the quote unquote sport further. Yes. Okay. Yes. Respect. And that's late in his career. Like I'm. He was two years from retirement. Or he hadn't officially retired, but he doesn't wrestle. He's underrated as an actor. Have y'all watched his um, show, Peacemaker? I have not. No, like, I haven't watched it. Yeah, like total uh, warning, parental warning on that. <laughs> but just, but it, but he he's really good in it. Like just as he, an actor, he was good as uh, Dominic Toretto's brother as well. Got nothing for you. It's Vin Diesel. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing for you. Vin Diesel. I don't. I think Vin Diesel's a terrible actor. Wow. I'm not even going to go. That's a different podcast. Vin, that was Vin Diesel's most notable and best performance is I Am Groot. I knew that was good. <laughs> Enjoy your Jack Black movies. That's all I'm going to say. Enjoy your Jack Black movies. <laughs> yeah. That's so, his, his most notable and best. Back, back on the wrestling <laughs> thing for a minute. Who do you think has the best like intro? Like best walk-in? Who's the one? It's got to be Stone Cold. That's what I would say. 
I mean, it, I mean, are you going to go John Cena? No, I'm not. Undertaker's intro. If, is, if we're talking about intro, are we talking about like pop included? Yeah, crowd pop included. Yeah, crowd pop. I would. I, I think it is Stone Cold, but they took a lot away from it from that glass shattering. They stopped doing it. Really? And yeah. They he whenever he comes out, they make the noise, but glass doesn't shatter. And I guess that's just the way the ring's set up, like the entrance oh, yeah. is set up. Mm-hmm. But that's what really did it was the glass shattering. Or you got Goldberg coming from the locker room. But I would I would give it to Stone Cold. Or The Rock. The, Rock's, yeah, the, Rock, the Rock gets a time. loud pop when he comes into town. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> can, can you, <laughs> this dude rolls into town. It's popping. Pop, pop. Yeah, can you explain for uh, Todd what, what pop is? That's, that's lingo that they use. That's legit like. Like crowd. They, they call it a crowd pop. Yeah, I mean, I understood it from context. Yeah, I didn't know that was a no, wrestling no. term. Yeah, I. But from a production value standpoint, it's got to be Undertaker. Just the overall, like the entire arena, like the energy with the other guys, right? But with Undertaker, it's like, okay, you just change the mood of this entire room. Yeah. Yes, you know what I, I mean. Know, I'm with you there because if I was like at somebody's house and they were watching something, they were watching wrestling. Stone Cold comes out or whatever. I'm not going to stop and watch it. But if I hear those bells, <laughs> I'm going to see this crazy dude start walking out <laughs> yeah. in the darkness. Because it does. It completely changes the whole tone of everything going down. Yeah. What you, about Ultimate Warrior? Just taking off on a dead sprint to the ring. <clears throat> yeah. That gets you fired shredded. up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And then just shredded. shaking Shredded. Staying in the rafters. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, back in the day, another one that used to change the mood of the entire arena when he would come in was uh, Yokozuna. I remember when Lex Luger Luger body slammed Yokozuna. At, I think it was at a SummerSlam or was it a WrestleMania? Anyway, I can't remember, but I, that was that was around my time frame to kind of put you in some context there. So I'm thinking that's early to mid '90s, maybe something like that. Anyway, you ever gone to any of the uh, local wrestling top deals? Throw up a ring in the Jasper Mall? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I've seen Mike Action Jackson a few times. <laughs> I, also, great softball player, by the way. He is a good <laughs> softball player. And there's a few times where I've been at a, at events, and he was in the parking lot, and he had his belts in his car, and he would show them off to people. Like after the game, he'd be putting his. Somebody was telling me they went to, they rode to a softball game with him. Who was that? Man, now that's going to bother me. Might be Brett. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Anyway, somebody, you know what? It may have been one of the, maybe it was one of the break fields. Anyway, somebody was telling me they rode to a softball game with him, and he they had to hold his belt the whole way. <laughs> what a power move. <laughs> Here, hold this. That is a power move. Hey, hold, hold my belt while we ride down the road. <laughs> Don't let it touch the ground. That's awesome. So you say you do go to the locals or you never? No, no, I don't. I don't. Mm. So I, I know That's a guy. Disappointing. I know a I guy. Need who, to, I need to get over there. Who owns a uh, a wrestling promotion out of uh, Jasper? What's it called? Uh, next something. What's it? Uh, man, you're gonna. You had to put me on the spot, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to apologize to him. Is it called? Ne- it's not called Next Level. New Era. New era, that's what it is. New era wrestling. Anyway. Who who would you say is like the most overrated wrestler? Like when people say I love this guy, you just kinda of roll your eyes. 
mm-hmm. Goldberg up there. Well, I say that as in turn, like I didn't, I didn't get to watch Goldberg when he was in his prime. But Goldberg coming back once a year to wrestle and then take the title and then lose at the next pay per view, really annoying. But people, I know fans love him, so I would say probably Goldberg, probably Brock for the same reason. The fact that they're really just not in it to promote the sport of wrestling; they're in it just to collect a paycheck, and you can tell. I was in a conversation this weekend with someone who was considering for their costume for Trunk or Treat this year to dress their whole family up as wrestlers, different wrestlers. The NWO, possibly? No. I'm tr- they were going to be – I'm trying to remember who, who who this guy said he was going to be, him and his wife. But then I made the recommendation that he make his, his son, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and his – and. His sister, the the little girl, their little girl, uh, Elizabeth or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that I, I was trying to talk him into going all in and be gold dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It, so I want I want to see you dressed up. Have you dressed up like a wrestler for Halloween before? Have oh, you done yeah. that? Oh yeah. Who I, have you dressed up like? Cena. That's Cena, it. Cena's the only one I've ever done. But so he, actually, is he your favorite? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I went to school. Our homecoming year, or not homecoming year, senior year and homecoming, I went to school <laughs> with the belt. I brought the belt and was in a full Cena costume for one of the days at homecoming. Blake, who was your guy? Like, when you were growing up, his was Cena. Who's yeah. Your, who's your guy? This this is going to hit you in the heart right here. You ready? Razor Ramon. He just passed away not too long ago. Scott Hall. Um, that was my guy. I had a foam razor that um, – that I had ordered online. So I had one of those. Um, I'll tell you who, uh, but I like the Hart brothers. I liked them, yeah. but um, I like Brett the Hitman Hart. I like him and Owen when they, and then there was uh, Jim the Anvil. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And him and Owen teamed up a lot and did it. Anyway, um, I liked them all. I liked Undertaker, Stone Cold, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, I liked Piper, um, Hogan, way back. I was a big Stone Cold guy. Was you Stone Cold and Sting? Yeah, I never was a Sting guy. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan. I tell you who I liked that was kind of like, uh, kind of second tier was uh the British Bulldog. Oh yeah, and I and I liked um uh way black way back uh Jimmy Fly Snooker. Mm. I like heard he, that name, but I like that. He come off. <laughs> he come, fly snooker? Yeah, he come like off that. that he come off that top rope, man. Fly I mean, <laughs> flying off That's that top nice. rope. I like mankind. I was oh, just yeah. about to say that dude looked like he died underrated every time. Right there. Nick Foley. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That just goes to show you, like, and I saw him on an episode of uh, of uh, what was it? What's the show? Pawn Stars. Yeah. Where they go in and pawn stuff yeah. at the. <laughs> And some guy brought in a uh, some, guy, and I love how they're like they'll br- they'll bring something in. They'll be like, "Well, I need to uh, I need to ask an expert." Oh, about there's this. always an expert. Yeah, let me ask an <laughs> they, expert. They got experts on everything. <laughs> and some guy, some guy brings in a mankind mask with. Wait, it's not Nick. It's Mick. Yeah, right? Mick, Foley. Mick Foley. Yeah. So he brings in a mankind mask and a dude love shirt. Nice. Yeah, that's both autographed by Mick Foley, and he's like how can you, like, are these authentic? And he was like, oh, yeah, they're authentic. And he was like, well, he's like, I'll have to get an expert in. And anyway, so then they cut to the next scene, and it's Foley walking into the pawn shop to verify that that's – 
And not only so, not only does he verify that that's that's his autograph, but the um, the shirt that he uh, that he that the guy has, and the guy that owned it didn't even know this. He said, "Okay," he said, "I'm about to tell you something that you you probably didn't know." But he said, "This particular dude love shirt." He said, "We sold it in the arena, but we sold it in a different color," and he said, "The particular color of." It was like tie dye, you know, looking stuff. He said the particular color that you have, they were. It was only made for one purpose, and that was for me to wear in the ring. Mm. And then these would sell in auction after the fact. So the fact that you have this shirt means that I wore it. Wow, that's crazy! <laughs> in the ring, and he didn't even know it. And the guy didn't even know it. Wow, how did he even get his hands on it? I don't know. Isn't that crazy? It is. So then the price went. Pew. I bet mm-hmm. it did. Sometimes you just better not call the expert. <laughs> yeah. Just cost them more money. <laughs> anyway. So did you ever want to, like, legit make a go at it being a professor, professional Absolutely. wrestler? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know anybody who's done that? Dude, I'm, I threw it out there once already. I know a guy. That's true. <laughs> I don't think I could do it now. Do, do you know Come anybody on, man. who's done it? You guys got work, to work out. <laughs> you can get that flex what, on. Did, did you come up with your own name? Yeah, what would your name? No, what would no. your name be? I have no idea. What would your What would your name be? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Probably uh, Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, <laughs> Old Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> Best in the biz. <laughs> Y'all don't know this, but for the day the preschool, Todd. Dressed up like Johnny Appleseed. I'm doing it again this year, too, in the best in the business, man. <laughs> best in the biz. He's the best Johnny Appleseed impersonator uh, in, last year, in last East year Walker did, County, North Jefferson last area. Last year, I did some research. <laughs> went to LJ, Georgia, capital, a- a- Apple capital of the South. <laughs> <laughs> went through some orchards, you know, spent the weekend up there. So, yeah, I'm best in the business, man. I know a guy, a guy that I worked with, his son made it. I mean, he... Spent years and years doing this. He was in the AEW, I think. Oh, yeah. And he actually got on a couple of WWE pay-per-views. Corey Hollis is his name. How about that? What's his in-ring name? I think he just went by Corey Hollis in the in the ring. Huh. So he was definitely one of those that they went out there and wiped the mat with. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> if you go by that. I think it was a tag team situation. That's awesome, though. Some other guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It looks like it hurts. Even though it ain't, yeah. even though you know, I know no, okay, you're not what, really getting uh, hit, but it, you are still getting hit. You yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah. uh, no that's uh, what this dude Corey. He had numerous surgeries from stuff. Ugh, yeah. Dude, those old wrestlers, their bodies are wrecked. Rurked. Yeah, I actually worked with a guy. Get this: of all places, he worked at Domino's back when I worked at Domino's. <laughs> It's a long fall from wrestling. He, <laughs> Definitely, he, he make you hold his belt while he made pizza. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't ever win a belt. He wrestled Goldberg, and Goldberg speared him, and it tore his ACL mid-match, and he had to keep Good going. Grief. And like he tore told his ACL from being speared. Something I don't know how that happened, but he ended up tearing his ACL mid-match. And he told Goldberg in the middle, and he's like, "Dude, like, t- just pin me. Like, let's end yeah, it." I'm hurt. Goldberg yeah. just threw him around like a rag doll for about five more minutes, and he was livid. Now, after I that. understand why you hate Goldberg now. <laughs> Seems like a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a jerk! Y'all know the uh, Goldberg when he first came on the scene was like dominant and it yeah the he, undefeated streak right. Do you know the first match he lost was on his birthday and nobody knew it was his birthday. Good, I, I saw a video on that hmm. today. Good. He lost on his birthday. The first match I did he did not ever know lost that. In the, mm. 
I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like Goldberg either. Good. Glad they lost. I'm, I wasn't a big fan of Goldberg. Well, I, let me just say, I feel better about where we landed on this because I feel like um, I feel like we weren't way off based on on your assessment. I feel like we weren't. We weren't. I mean, you're saying Varden and I missed it by one. Yeah, is what you're saying. And I didn't know John Cena was a wrestler <laughs> till like five, till like five years ago. That's true. That's true. I didn't had what no did idea. What did you think he did? <laughs> no, I had no idea who the guy was until I was watching a movie. I don't remember what movie, but he was in it. I'm like, who's that dude? And was John it Twelve Cena, Rounds? I don't. The I don't Marine. Really, I really don't remember. But yeah, it turns out he's not just an actor. <laughs> one of my favorite he's a wrestler. One of my favorite, and it's a, it's a quick scene. Which he's in the second one, but in the first. Was it called Daddy's Home with yeah, Will Ferrell yeah, yeah. and Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Yeah. And Wahlberg's like, you know, the rough athletic yeah. guy or whatever. But when Cena shows up at the end and he's like, you know, like Wahlberg had outgunned Ferrell and then he shows up at the end and it's like, now he's outgunned kind of thing. That was cool. That was funny. Anyway, well, I think we settled it. Cam, appreciate you coming in. What Absolutely. else are you an expert in that we can have you back? I have – I'm an expert in all sports, so if you ever get into sports, <laughs> all today, sports. there's we not a, a sport. We got a uh, lacrosse episode coming up. Yeah, uh, I'm in here. Yeah, <laughs> lacrosse, and then followed by fencing, yeah. and we'll we'll have you in as a commentator. Wait, so did anybody have any ideas about our next Mount Rushmore? Or did completely you forget? Forgot that. Completely forgot about that question. You forgot that was a yeah. thing. If you're listening to this episode, we would love your recommendations on what our next Mount Rushmore conversation should be. So. That's all I got. Yep. See y'all on Goat Mountain next time. I feel like we're always just (laughs) offending the Rushmores because, I mean, what do those guys think that are up there with their faces on the mountain and we want to replace it? (laughs) You know? That's true. That's true. Tough. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Next time.